Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Kelly Midlin Bidlin, ladies and gentlemen, uh, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel still to come, our NBA senior analyst, Pete Futak, Danny by to talk college football with us, uh, Jason Weingarten as well. I uh, just wanted to point out last night because you have the magic bet, uh, Kelly, magic to win the Southeast. You got him. Yeah. What was your number? Two hundred to one. Two hundred to one. Yeah. Two hundred to one. By the way, I I you know listened to you know while you were talking about that that day, and I said, oh yeah, two hundred to one, just a match, just a number thing, just a numbers game. And uh, then I saw I after the show, it was a hundred to one. Right after we talked about, it, and I was like, "Oh man, a hundred to one!" And so while I was going, "Oh man, a hundred to one," then I was like, "I'm going in to bet it, hundred to one." It was fifty to one. At which point I got angry, and then I looked at another shop. I was like, "Eighty to one, I better grab it just as a <laughs> as a prevent myself from self loathing bet." Right? Yeah. Last night the magic. Ugh. So a lot of people that listen to this show have this bet now, and everybody's texting back and forth about every single magic game. And uh, yeah, we're lo- texting me last looking night. Looking at the play by play. And Magic go up a point. Furious come back. They go up a point, and then Atlanta didn't. I don't. I believe Atlanta did not score a field goal. Yes. A field goal for the final three minutes of the game. So they just opened the door wide open. Magic weren't in the game at all. At all for basically the entirety of it. They go up one, and then yeah, eight seconds left. It's inbounds. Says, to, it says foul on the play by play. One second left. It was a terrible foul. It was awful. Boncaro fouling Dejounte Murray. It, Gil, it was Dejounte Murray from like. 18 feet fade away behind the backboard and Ben Carroll all up in his grill. You're like, yo, you let that shot happen every time, man. Let him take that shot. <laughs> well, he was still the number one pick in the draft, so I'll always love him for that. That was a bummer. Yeah. Well, uh, plenty, of, plenty of basketball to be played. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Futak joins us now to cut, talk college football with us from College Football News. At Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. How you doing, Peter? What's going on? How you been? Okay, well, two, first of all, two things off the top. One, would you like this Max Duggan 101 Heisman ticket that I still have? Is that, is that it, still it, it could still happen. It's still got a shot. I'm, I'm still in on it. And then two, what the heck is that behind you? The Flavortown <laughs> Guy Fieri thing. What is happening? This is me getting kicked out of kids' room that I usually do this uh, uh-huh. hitting because she's back from college. So, yes. So, Christmas gift from last year is now uh, the background you get for the day because this is the only room in the house where there is no one who can uh, be bothered by our, our enjoyable banter here. She's a big uh, she's a big Guy Fieri girl, is she? Is uh, that- no, but uh, basically if it's not sports on one of my TVs, it is a Triple G or Triple D or something on in the background just because it's nice banter to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and so it's always on either that or uh, love it or list it, which I swear we should we should there should be lines on that. Uh, so other than that, yes. Yeah, so they got me the uh, flavor time. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Great show. I don't know how you watch it though, Pete. Because I, if I watch twenty minutes of it, I, I all I am you all of eat? a sudden eating. You want to eat? Yeah, I'm right. eating something. It does not. Eat. It does not help with the football season fifteen that I don't really move from this desk for about <laughs> three months. 
So, yes, that is not a positive. Um, the two big sort of spreads thus far in bowl season. One, we talked about a little briefly earlier, uh, North Carolina Central outright winners against Jackson State. I, I, that was one of my ones. I said I liked them. I didn't think they were going to win outright, but I loved them. I thought the, over, uh, the uh, total on that was uh, one of the biggest gifts of the, the holiday season because it was all over the place because I don't think anybody could quite figure it out. Uh, but that was uh, that was one of the easy ones so far. That was that was the layup of the bunch because those guys could absolutely play. They could play. We talked about it beforehand that they could actually play. And then there's you know all the other things a swirling around that program at Jackson State yep. now with the Dion moving on. But the other one was yesterday, and this was just again for those who bet. Everybody's had this experience. For those of us who had Marshall yesterday. When it was fourteen to nothing, quick, and then twenty-one to nothing, and twenty-eight to nothing. How but many? How many Colts showed up in the second half for well, a little while? There, my yeah. point being, how many of us who had Marshall were thinking to ourselves, "I can't believe I didn't bet more on this." Oh my God, I'm so upset I didn't bet double or triple. And then when it got to twenty-eight to four, twenty-eight-seven, twenty-fourteen, like this is exactly why I don't bet more on this stuff. Exactly. No, but that was, those were the two. Those were the you know so far in this whole weird wacky bowl season we talked about last week. It's kind of like betting on NFL preseason games. Those were two of the three that I was absolutely like those ones are rocks. My other one that flips it the other way, Boise State should have destroyed North Texas, yeah. and they didn't. Um, first of all, even if everything was fine, Boise State should have won that by 30 and the coaching change. But so you just never quite know. But for the most part, we have figured it out now. I, hopefully we'll see what happens going forward. But the games with teams that are intact pretty much play like, are playing like they play during the regular season. The teams that are missing guys – just aren't showing up. Florida, for example, I thought it's like oh, it's Florida. It's an SEC team. They got guys that'll just hang around. They'll cover double-digit spread, and they just didn't even make the trip. Um, and so far, and Washington State was the other against Fresno State, where they they were missing their whole linebacking core. But you'd think, okay, they can find guys to make, fill in there, and turns out, no, they couldn't. So so far, it's been the teams that are missing a ton of players just aren't quite finding it, and the teams that are intact are okay, and the games with two teams that have pretty much everybody in place have been all right so far. Yeah, so that, that's the thing, though. I've, I've had bowl seasons like this. So Oregon State, Fresno State, Marshall. Bam, bam, bam. Easy Good. peasy, right? Marshall obviously having a little scare yesterday, but, but generally speaking, easy peasy. And so I've had bowl seasons like this where it starts out really great, and you're like, oh, this is these. And then it just, you know, one, one game turns, and then it's just a cavalcade of, of the opposite. Let's start with today. Let's hope it doesn't yeah. happen. But let's, uh, let's start with today. You have a couple games, the Idaho Potato Bowl between Eastern Michigan and the Spartans of San Jose State uh, with the Spartans' favored total 53-and-a-half. And then the, uh, the Del Boca Vista Bowl, Kelly. Let's Liberty go. and Toledo yeah. a little later on with the Rockets' favorite. What do you like here today? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm going anti-MAC today. So this is, uh, first of all, San Jose State's better than Eastern Michigan, but Eastern Michigan keeps everything close. Being at right at four is right about where it should be. Uh, so I'm going San Jose State. Not really excited about that because, that's, again, that's right about where it is. You have to go one way or another, go under on this because it's going to be very, very cold in Boise. But I would take San Diego State in the under. And on the flip side, I like Liberty a lot as an underdog, mainly because, one, Toledo is awful in bowl games lately. They have been disastrously bad uh, under Jason Candle after winning a couple years ago. Uh, and Liberty, they're a good enough team. And I think kind of the problem was, as we saw at the end when they crashed, 
was obviously Hugh Freeze was a tad bit distracted. And you don't lose like they did against New Mexico State at home if you don't have something else that you're kind of focusing on. Uh, and now they're a, little, a whole lot healthier. They should be better than they were. They should be more like the team that lost close to Virginia Tech and you know trucked BYU than the one that lost to New Mexico State. They're getting points. Liberty in general has been okay in bowls. Actually, they've been great in bowls. They won all of them so far, but they were all under Hugh Freeze. And I think getting rid of Hugh Freeze and settling the coaching thing so that's that stopped is going to help. Uh, I love uh uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Liberty getting points in this one. You do love Liberty getting the points today. Okay. Um, the next week of college football. So I have a buddy in D.C. He's like, hey, what bowls do you like? And again, Fresno State, Oregon State, Marshall, all have worked out. So now he thinks, like, this is some genius endeavor here. And he's like, what do you like, what do you like today? What do you like tomorrow? What do you like over the next week? And I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't like anything over the next week quite as much as I loved those favorites. What about you? There's Particularly, there's a lot of buzz from uh-huh. a lot of people who really know college football who like air force getting yeah. the points are you on yes. board with that yes absolutely i like that one uh first of all the uh baylor fires its defensive coordinator who just so happens to then go off to go join who freeze uh and, but the one problem there is dave aranda is really good at this and he's taking over the the defensive duty the problem is the Baylor defense has been bad for most of the season in a lot of ways, and Baylor needs to control the clock to win games, and you don't control the clock against Air Force. Air Force has time. I just mentioned why I didn't like Toledo, because they've been bad under Jason Candle lately in bowl games. Well, under Troy Calhoun, Air Force has been fantastic. So, yeah, I, I like them getting points in this, but there's one game that I'm going to put in your Marshall uh, North Carolina Central category here where – I can't believe I'm hitching my wagon to the flakiest team and the flakiest coach in these things going. Houston should destroy Louisiana. And I know the Sun Belt's been good so far in bowl games. This is not a great Louisiana team. It's certainly not the team of the last few years. And Houston has the talent. And they, they, that's a team that was going to lose a bunch of guys to opt-outs and transfers and stuff, but it's not. Nathan Dell, their top wide receiver, appears to be coming back. Clayton Toon is still around. They've got those parts in place. I love them with only the seven that they're giving away. But what I love even more is the total. Louis, Houston can hit 58 and a half by themselves. So by itself. So like that over should be a relative lock out of their 12 games this year. 10 of them have gone easily to largely over 59 and over. So I think that if the very worst is Houston defense has a way of keeping everybody in games. So Louisiana is going to score a little bit. So I love the over and I really, really like Houston giving away the seven. All right, we got about uh, 60 seconds. Let me ask it this way. Over the next week then, beyond the ones you just talked about, what's the game that is the most in-gamey of the bunch? In other words, you're not really sure what you're going to get uh, if you're if you're trying to analyze this pre-flop. But if you see this early from Team X or Team Y in a game, you're like, oh, this is an indication of what's about to come. I'll go quick here. A couple of them. So, uh, start with the New Orleans Bowl because Western Kentucky's is one of those teams that is losing a lot of guys to, to opt out or transfers. But Austin Reed, their quarterback, is coming back. Uh, South Alabama only lost two games this year. They should have beaten UCLA, screwed it up late, lost in a war in midweek against Troy. That is a team that should win this thing outright. If Western Kentucky and Austin Reed is not on early on, South Alabama all over the place. And keep an eye on the Hawaii Bowl. Middle Tennessee's got to take, get, come up with takeaways early on. 
Does the San Diego State defense have it? Uh, if San Diego State's defense is getting in the backfield early and the running game is wor- working, then go Aztecs. All right. Peter Futek, everybody, at Pete Futek. Not with the R, but at Pete Futek, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. CollegeFootballNews.com is where he plies his trade, a uh, treasure trove of college football information. Thank you, Peter. Next time we'll see you right here on... There's a joke that we cut off his mic on. Oh, well. We'll find out what that joke was. Survivor. Next, Survivor. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oxymorons, guest host, jumbo shrimp, sports betting fashion. In that order. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets. Even when the mic's on prematurely, Kelly. We get tweets at Beatty the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, Sports Savant. Dallas can still get the number one seed versus the Eagles. However, the magic number for the Eagles is still one. Yes, no, that's true. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change that. Tom F. at T for three. Eagles are very forward thinking. Remember the Sudfeld game versus the Commies. I do believe if the uh, Birds lose to Dallas, they will give their best effort to take down the Saints. I think... They'll play Jalen Hurts when Jalen Hurts is ready to go. Yes, I, that's, I really think it's that simple. Scott Cup, at Scott Cup eleven, is it or Scott Cup one? No, Scott Cup eleven. Can we play uh, Washington Detroit since both are at plus money and guarantee a profit as long as Seattle doesn't make it? Well, as long as Seattle doesn't make it, you would guarantee a profit on that because again, two of the four Giants, Washington, Detroit, and Seattle must make it. Mm-hmm. Do you get that? So at least one of them. Will no, make no, it, I so. get it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd play that though. Do I don't I, think I, mean, I would. That is, that's too risky for, for for too little of a return. For too little of a return. That's correct. I would agree with that. Neil Galberth. Uh, when can we expect NFL draft pick props to be to be available? Well, we still we have the number one pick, but we won't see props. Well, are you asking Nevada or outside of Nevada? Uh, and, and honestly, you know, it's, hard. It's, it's impossible for us to answer that anyways yeah. because every year that stuff becomes more and more avail- available far earlier than what we, we've seen in the past. DraftKings, New Jersey, right? Other states, earlier. Nevada, later and later. Yeah. <laughs> I would guess there'll be there'll be more stuff coming up. I, I also got to keep in mind, like DraftKings, for instance. I know had they had quarterback props up for most of the season that they've now pulled down yes. just to have the number one pickup. That's right. So some of that stuff will be reposted. I would guess into January, but who knows? Maybe before that. Uh, Carl Newfeld. What if Cincinnati wins out? They're the hottest team. And by the way, Burrow's beaten Mahomes three times in a row. He's talking about again uh, Burrow for MVP. We we discussed that. Carl Newfeld. I also like the Packers to win out and a hundred to one odds to win the NFC if they get in on a roll. Okay, well, Carl, you're on your own there. Angriest guy in New Jersey. There you go, Gil. Best pro tip of them all. Talking about when I was uh, cautioning people last hour. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Okay, we'll run through these. Oh, and one more. Mr. Lucky at uh, Mr. Underscore Lucky 777X says Kyle Shanahan, despite losing top two quarterbacks, should be the coach of the year. You know what? That's That makes too much sense. Yeah, it makes too much sense. Too much sense. Oh, a chance Copperpot checks in, uh, Kelly said, oh, God, please don't drink that eggnog again, Kelly. Can't you make $400 <laughs> off the Pistons tonight? That seems way less painful. 
<laughs> I will say this. I, my bet is way better than Matt Brown's because his was 300 for two hours, and I'm going 400 for an hour 25. You're in trouble, dude. Yeah. Right. I was already strategizing with uh, with Isaiah last break. See, I'm at a dis- disadvantage, so I just realized. Why? Because when it was the three of us, yeah. I could sit back and, and sip on that eggnog. That's right. While you're in mid-sip, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> And I'm going to jack you up so bad. Whole show's going to be guests that day. You're, you're going to have to stop drinking and, and speak because we don't want dead air, See, Kelly. That, those shenanigans you could pull and secure a win. You think I didn't think that before y'all did? I'm, bu- I'm booking you 17 guests that day. I'm like, oh, there's another guy on hold. You got to get to him. Three per, three per segment. <laughs> All right, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, have nothing better to do during my day, so all I do is break down Circus Survivor entries, the $6.133 million contest, 6,133 entries to start the year, each at $1,000 a pop, and basically here's the whole season in a nutshell. First seven weeks, it went from 6,133 to 125. In other words, 6,008 of the 6,133 were knocked out the first seven weeks. Weeks in quotes, because now the first seven weeks were legit weeks, but now weeks in quotes, because remember, there was a Thanksgiving in the next seven quote-unquote weeks. From that point, it only went from 125 to 70 in the, in the subsequent seven weeks. So carnage for seven weeks, then barely anything for the next seven quote-unquote weeks, and then these last two weeks from 70 down to 14. It went from 70 to 30 last week, and then 16 people had the Commodores this week. And so now it's 14, Kelly. The intrinsic value of each, by the way, we didn't update the intrinsic value there on the board. That is incorrect. Uh, The intrinsic value of each now, I'll go to my notes, is over $400,000. The intrinsic value is $438,071. The only person left with multiple entries remains the enemy within, and only two remaining entries have both the Rams and the Bengals. That would be Bull Hill 1 and Howard Hamlin 1. Remember, if you get through this whole dealio and you still have the Rams in Cincinnati in pocket, you get the bonus. So those are the, uh, you know, we're not going to have any chop as long as these two categories exist because these two categories, the people in them, would not be incentivized to do so. So that brings us, Kelly, to week, now let's do this two ways. Circa's going to define it as week 16A and week 16B out of an 18-week schedule. But in essence, there's this, they're the 17th and 18th of yeah. 20. Okay, so let's just, let's just call this for our purposes. Or what, that, 18th and 19th from Thanksgiving where we had to add to? No, no, 17th and 18th. Okay. Don't confuse for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on. All right, so, so, so this week, now this is fascinating. 14 entries left, Kelly. I've done them by favorite here, just top to bottom. Yes, again, this is what I do on my, you know, the rest of my day. That's how exciting my life is here. So this, I've done this by eye and by hand. There is a possibility I got something wrong. I don't think so. But the main point is this. With the 14 entries left, the biggest favorites on the board, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Titans, Ravens, Cowboys, which cascade from a 9.5-point favorite down to a 6-point favorite now in the Cowboys. Nobody has any of them available except for the Titans. 13 of the remaining 14, Kelly, have the Tennessee Titans available as 17, as excuse me, as seven point favorites at home against Houston. Now, next. So, you, you th- so one doesn't. One does not, okay. per, per my analysis. Okay. Again, there's a possibility I could be wrong. But per my analysis, 13 of 14 have the t- Titans available. Now, 
of the only other two games north of a three-point favorite. Two have the Bengals, but remember, those are the two that are saving the Bengals. So they ain't using them. So they're out, too. They're not using them. They're saving them. They've saved them this long. They're not going to use them now. Yeah, yeah. But there are two that do have the Vikings. So if those two of the remaining 14 who have the Vikings, Kelly, they've got to use the Vikings. Those two players absolutely should be using the Vikings this week because this is how you play the game. You don't play it to survive. You play it to win. Those two people who have the Vikings against the Giants should be playing the Vikings and let everyone else take the Titans and watch and, and, and pray, not watch, but pray for carnage. The other four games, which are all a field goal or less, Browns, Steelers, Lions, Jets, I'm not even sure the Jets should be favored. But a whole bunch of people have them of the remaining fourteen. How do you? If, Why the Vikings and not the Bengals? Because, well, no, because the Bengals, those two, the only oh, two yeah, people yeah, have yeah, the right. Bengals are saving them. Because you get the extra mil. So that That's might as well be a zero. Yeah, no, I got it. Right, got even it. though it's two, it might as well be a zero. So you really at this point in Survivor, you yeah. are trying to pick. You're trying trying to pick the one that the least amount of people have available left. Yeah. Right. So you can hope. Well, no, no, because this only works because so many people you expect to go on the Titans. What I didn't check, what I should have checked is the person who doesn't have the Titans, do they also not have the Vikings? (laughs) I should have checked that. But, but I think you're right, though. You, if if you have the Vikings available, you've got to play. You got to play them because you got to assume so many people matter. are going right. You got to play them, whether you have the Titans or you got to play the Vikings. Now, if you didn't have the Vikings, if you're not one of the two people that have the Vikings, would you absolutely play the Titans, or would you go rogue and play oh, either the Browns, Steelers, Lions, or Jets, or Jaguars, even? Oh, because because the play the real play is not to play the Titans. I'm, I'm playing the Titans. I, I could not live with one you of those. You couldn't. Picks. You couldn't do it. I couldn't live with one so, of those. And this is again. This is the the brilliance of Survivor. Shout out to Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, Matt Metcalf, Jeffrey Benson, everybody over there at Circa involved in this. The brilliance of this, and it's not they didn't invent Survivor, but the fact that they did it on such grand terms, is because it's one thing in theory, right? Theoretically, you shouldn't, but in practice. Can you bring yourself after all these weeks, this entry that you've lived with all this time with this $6 million prize on the horizon, could you bring yourself now at this moment not to play the Titans? I couldn't. I, but you know what? I'm also different. I'm also different because I think I view the tit- Titans lower than most people out there, worse than lower uh, than most people out there. So this is the only chance you got left to play them because you're not. Pl- I'm not playing them against the Cowboys or the Jags uh, uh, the rest of the season. By the way. This is just through Saturday because 16B, if we can just flip this real quick, 16B, there's four games. So even if you get through 16A, which is all the games through Saturday, then you have to choose between these four, Kelly. Bucks, Dolphins, Chargers, Broncos. Bucks, six-point favorites. Dolphins, five-and-a-half. Chargers, four, respectively. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think we'd get to Christmas. But we might very well get through Saturday, and we will have a Christmas four-game extravaganza in Circus Survivor. Oh, boy. Jason Weingarten, NFL Power Rankings on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. 
at our online store. Only Visa Pro subscribers get access, though, to our daily recap of the top plays made by Visa show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. It's a limited time offer. Sign up now, though, for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get Visa Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Hey, uh, Kelly, uh, you know how much I love Christmas, right? Are you uh, familiar with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're doing the eggnog challenge. We're getting tweets about that. Uh, category, Christmas classics written by tribesmen, written by the tribe of Jews. You ready for this? Christmas classics written by the Jewish people. Okay. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Let it snow. Santa baby. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Dang. Silver bells. White Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rocking around the Christmas tree. Walking in a winter wonderland. Wow. How about that? That's a list. It's a numbers game, y'all. Kind of information you only find here. Christmas music's horrible. I love You don't like Christmas music? Yeah, I don't. Oh. I don't. I guess that's time for a t- I like some. Top five Christmas jams countdown coming up later this week. Oh, no, you're out. Parlay will be here. When you get back. Really? I like some. I like some. But it, there's just oh. most of it's way too forced, it feels like. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, sort of rains on that. And my mother parade. loves it, so maybe that has something well, to do Maybe with your it. mother's got more it, holiday spirit. It might just spirit. be ingrained in my brain from, you know, young age. Before we talk to Weingarten, NFL power ranking, sir? Let's do it. Plug Fire it in. Up. All right. Let's race through these. Um, I got the Chiefs one. I got the Eagles two. I get it. No Jalen Hurts, but I still got them two. I got the Bills three. I got the Bengals four. I got the Niners five. None of that changed from last week. And that's even with Brock Purdy. Here's where it gets interesting. Dolphins six. Nice performance in the snow. They move up a notch. Cowboys move down a notch. Again, another huge comeback allowed. Remember they were up 14 on the Packers, and they came back on them too? Chargers incrementally move up to me to eight. God, when they're good, they're good. Jaguars make their first appearance in the top 10. They, they get up from 11 to 9 for me. And Vikings sneak back in at 10. Out this week for me. Ravens gone for the first time. Jets out as well. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, I punted the Ravens this week as well. I'll fly through mine quick. I actually didn't end up moving too much. Chiefs won, Bills two. I jumped the Bengals over the Eagles. And now I'm not saying this is... All hurt stuff. Man, we got the same 10. Wow. I do think that the three AFC teams, I, I think, are better than anybody in the NFC. Uh, four Eagles, five Niners, six Cowboys. Cowboys I couldn't decide what to do with, but I, I feel like them in general. Seven Vikings, Chargers, eight. Dolphins, nine. Jags up to 10. There it is. The most static year of power rankings ever. We still, we still got the same 10 teams, albeit in uh, different slots. Jason Weingarten joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He's the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, wherever podcasts are available. Comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Going very well. Um, Nick Gates, comeback player of the year. How are you feeling about it? Let's get that out of the way. You know, the the market seems to to not be giving him any, uh, any chance, but I, I just don't understand how he can be 100 to 1 and Jared Goff could be two and a half to one or two twenty-five now. Jared Goff's in the middle of a hundred thirty-four million dollar contract. He's one of the top thirty or forty highest paid NFL players of all time. He he wasn't injured last year. He was benched for being bad, but this isn't an award for improved play. This is an award for coming back from injury, for overcoming, you know, massive uh 
you know, massive things in life that, that, you know, should, should prevent you from playing football. And the only guy on this list who has triumphed over anything real is Nick Gates. Everybody else, you know, had some minor injury or got traded. It's, it's not the purpose of this award to, but you, reveal. but Jason, you would concede that while what you're saying, I wouldn't, I would agree with that in theory, right? Like it should be about what, what some human being has triumphed over this great narrative, but you would concede that, voters are going to value whatever voters want to value and that they don't necessarily have to adhere to that uh, definition. There is no world where Jared Goff is a legitimate comeback player of the year candidate. I would agree with that specifically. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not not really talking about Geno or McCaffrey. I'm just saying any market where Jared Goff is plus 225 and Nick Gates is 100 to 1 is is absolutely wrong. And, you know, just it's so wrong. I don't even know. You know how how you get these numbers to begin with? Yeah, no, I would agree with that in a sort of uh, binary choice. I would I would agree with you, right? That those numbers are completely out of whack, and I've made the case as to why I don't think Jared Goff will win it because I think Geno's numbers even now are still as good or better than Goff's. But that's a you know that's a, a more sort of myopic. So you're you're still thinking Geno wins just because. Because the Geno narrative that he was a loser and now he's not a loser, basically? No, what I'm saying is, and what I've said this week, is I think it will come down to which voters value literal definition of comeback versus comeback as a more nebulous redemption story. So if if if, if it's a redemption story on the... And now I know you're going to be like, well, Nick Gates is the biggest redemption story of them all. But what I'm saying is... For those who actually know who these players are, I think it's going to come down to if they think comeback is literal, then Christian McCaffrey from great to injured to great again, those those voters will vote for him. If it comes back to just, hey, I just want the best redemption story, then it's Geno Smith who has gone from sucking and, and people making fun of him for sucking, let's be honest, to actually being a really credible quarterback in this league who leads the NFL in completion percentage. So I think that that's what it comes down to. And there's no way to know, right? There's no way to know how that betting pool breaks down. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think, I don't think McCaffrey is a very traditional candidate either. But, you know, if, if Geno Smith is going to win because he's Geno Smith, that's that's what the market's going to decide at this point. I, I just think having Goff at two and two and a half to one or 225 to one just, just makes no sense. Um, I don't think I don't think Nick Gates is going to win. I think he should win, but yeah. You did know, you, did I, you, I don't think the market is recognizing that. Did you bet anything Week 16 in the National Football League? You know, um, I bet a little bit on Justin Jefferson to win the MVP last week, and I don't think he's going to win either. But you know, we just saw the market shift drastically with Jalen Hurts, and that got me thinking two things. One has why was why was Jalen Hurts such a such an odds-on favorite to begin with? If simply being injured for one week, now he's all of a sudden not the MVP. Has he has he not shown you something that there there was still something that Jalen Hurts needed to show you to be the MVP? So I, I think this move moving him out to five and a half to one because he's missing potentially one two games. Is a bit of an overreaction. Either he already was the MVP or he wasn't the MVP. I made that you know? point earlier. I agree wholeheartedly. If he misses, let's just take the one game scenario. If he misses one game, there's no world to use your expression in which he should go from favorite to plus five fifty. One game should not matter. Two, okay, we start to have that conversation, right? 
But but one, which is probably the betting favorite of how many games he misses, one is the short shot. So it shouldn't move like this. I agree with that completely. So, and then my other question is, are we just admitting that there's nothing that Justin Jefferson could conceivably do to get any consideration that this is just a quarterback award, you know, and nothing, nothing a, a wide receiver ever does can actually matter enough to win MVP because, you know, that that's the way it's sort of looking with three weeks left. I guess Justin Jefferson just can't do physically it's a great, you know, anything to, it's a, to get consideration. It's a great question. And I will answer it like this. We are admitting that unless there's a year where no other quarterback stands out. So in order to win it as a non-quarterback, you not only have to have the otherworldly stats, which Justin Jefferson does have, but you also can't have legitimate quarterback standouts. Unfortunately for Justin Jefferson and for Justin Jefferson ticket holders and MVP, we do have Patrick Mahomes on the cusp of a passing yards record. We do have Jalen Hurts on a one-loss football team. So I think that's the fly in the ointment, if you will. Yeah, and you know, I'm not not necessarily arguing that Mahomes should never not be the MVP either. So it's either Mahomes or, or Hurts at this point for me. Um, then the, the offensive rookie of the year still, still is weird to me. Garrett Wilson, four receptions, 98 yards. Jets lose again, doesn't score a touchdown. He goes from about even money to minus 250. I just don't understand. You know, he has four touchdowns, like I've mentioned, and those four touchdowns have come across two games. Why is he the favorite? I see 150 on on the the VSIN screen and 250 at FanDuel, minus 250. Just doesn't make any sense to me. He hasn't scored. You know, he's he he just hasn't scored touchdowns. And you know, is Christian Watson's four receptions for 49 yards and a win? less valuable than Garrett Wilson's four receptions, 98 yards and a loss yesterday. I just yeah. I don't understand how this market's coming together. Offensive rookie of the year is the most wide open one. And I said this earlier about Micah Parsons versus Nick Bosa. I think whoever has one big game left in them is probably going to win it. I would say this about offensive rookie of the year. Like I think that's a regional bias to Garrett Wilson at this point. But I think if one of these other players had some massive game. Like if Olave scored three touchdowns and caught 10 balls this week, maybe he uh, uh, instantly becomes the favorite. It's just uh, such a volatile market. Jason, we got to run, but we appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys later. Jason Weingarten, Wide World of Weingarten Podcast, available where all podcasts are distributed. JVT on the NBA, next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets, Kelly. I don't know if you know this. At Beating the Book, always appreciate the uh, feedback. On everything we talked about today and beyond, remember, as long as you're funny, you can murder us. We won't care. Elvis Toast Patterson. Gilly, $400 eggnog challenge. 
That's a good down payment for the uh, best cardiologist in Las Vegas. <laughs> Phil Weiss. I like Pete Futek. He doesn't know everything or everyone. He just gives an honest opinion without looking to expand his mailing list. Right on, Pete. He's a good guy. Mark Gates. Loves Flavortown. Loves Flavortown. That was the end of his joke, by the way. He was <laughs> like, totally love Flavortown. Uh, Mark Gates. Is the eggnog spiked, and if so, with Fireball? No. It's hard enough already. I keep getting those. I keep getting those same tweets. I got those tweets last year. It's hard enough already. You ain't gonna do it, dude. One twenty-five, one hour, twenty-five minutes for half a gallon, and it's just me and you. I'm totally. Yeah, there's, gonna go. some, there's gonna be some gamesmanship. Jason H. Eleven has a suggestion for you. He says, Kelly, just book Wishnev to be on the show that day for the entire two hours. Neither you or Gil will get a word in, and Gilly will be spending the entire show keeping things from going off the rails. Winner, winner, eggnog dinner. Yeah, Jason's right. That's probably the best strategy. Mm. Uh, Jason R., regarding the McCreary to Kalu Pass, happens a lot in cricket around the boundary rope. Worth having a look. Oh, he's talking about the, the, the amazing Titans uh, interception. Yeah. Against the Chargers, when McCreary went out of bounds, he was in the air and he threw it back into Kalu. Here's, I like I like that tweet because I've totally seen that in cricket highlights uh, before. Gil, I have no idea what it means though in cricket. Yeah, and I'm not gonna, you know, look. I, I appreciate the suggestion, but chances of me watching cricket today probably slim to none. But <laughs> thank low. you for that. Yeah, uh, Brad Spiderweb, how is Kyle Shanahan not more coach of the year candidate? Oh, he's all about Team Shanahan too. Dude, coaching through three different starting quarterbacks. The reason they're winning is because of his system. I'm putting a sprinkle on him. I don't hate it. Remember, the reason that RG3 was the rookie of the year in 2012 over Andrew Luck. The reason that he was a rocket ship was because of Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. We're also getting to the point in the season though that everybody's got awards bets. Everybody can make an make a case for their their bet getting home. And a lot of people are going to get angry about it. <laughs> a lot of people that, that's, get angry. that's what's going to happen. That's what happens uh, every year. Going to get very angry about it. All right. And here's the last one because we want to segue into JVT. This is from Johnny Solid. That's what he goes by. Johnny Solid. Johnny Solid. At Johnny underscore Solid. He said, Gil, largest underdog of the night won outright again in the NBA. Hornets. It's like 10 straight days now. The biggest dog on the money line. Please bring this up. With Kelly. Well, I'll bring it up with Kelly and with JVT. And I actually went back. This is 10 out of the last 11 days, to be exact. Starting on Monday, December 19th, this is the biggest dog on the board. Hornets, 10.5-point dogs, win outright against the Kings, at the Kings. Sunday, December 18th, Magic, 10.5-point dogs, win at the Celtics. Saturday, December 17th, Thunder, 10.5-point dogs, win against the Grizzlies. Friday, Magic, 13.5, win at the Celtics again. They won twice at Boston? Is that true? Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, you guys then messed up the dates there. But anyway, it's 10 of 11, and it's always the biggest dog. So I'm assuming that's either Saturday or Sunday. And then we flip over, and you get the idea. This has happened. The single biggest dog in the NFL, 10 of the last 11 days, has won outright. JVT we bring in now, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst and the host of Hardwood Handicappers, wherever podcasts are distributed. Kelly Bidlin is a co-host once a week. JVT. Thing or not a thing? Oh, I think it's a thing, kind of. Like, if you look at it, too, it's interesting when you throw that back up. Uh, four out of those five that you have on there happened on the road, right? Like, that's the other part about this. In a season in which home court has meant quite a bit, uh, these teams have gone on the road, these big underdogs, last couple of weeks. 
and have gotten some really big wins. So is this a season which home court has meant something, maybe regressing, maybe it's a small sample size? I would say, too, like when you're looking at it, uh, when we're talking about some of these teams, right, let's take a look at, for example, the Raptors, who have really been disappointing and kind of falling apart, whether it's due to injury or poor play. We could talk about Sacramento, who's been a relatively poor defensive team. Uh, the Celtics didn't have Jason Tatum in that second game. So you can, like, find reasons why. Even Memphis, right, that Memphis game, the Thunder were at home there. Memphis has not been a really good home, uh, road team this year. Uh, they actually think they are 3-8-2 and two against the spread on the road this season. They've been much better strong at home. So I think you can dive in each one of those guilds and find reasons as to why they have happened. Uh, but I think ultimately, at the end of the day, maybe we'll just see this start to kind of pick up here. But there's a lot of parity in the NBA on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, by the way, I apologize to the crew downstairs. Do we just have this in reverse? Is that just what I messed up? Yeah. So we showed the second uh, second screen also. Like, it goes, you know, goes so further back. So starting last night. Yeah, so this is last right. night going back. And here's the previous week, right? It just keeps going. I guess the, the broader question for me, JVT, then, besides thing or not a thing, is I guess what I was getting at is, does this just speak to more parity in the NBA making – some pre-flop stuff a little more difficult because I'll tell you why I know some really good NBA handicappers. And I mean, like some of the, when I want to get to like the best handicapper in any sport kind of category, Mm. and he's having all kinds of troubles with totals this year where he didn't in the past. I'm just saying, is this, have you found it to be more of a quirky start to an NBA season than normal? I mean, I personally have. Yeah. Like, I think when you're looking at just some of the results, the way some of these teams are performing uh, now, I would say that maybe we're starting to see that some of these teams are starting to find their level a little bit, Gil, right? Because part of this has been these teams that we expected to be bad have been good. These teams that we expect to be good have been bad. And those teams are kind of starting to pass one another in the night a little bit. You know, the best example tonight, Utah Jazz are playing. Well, the Jazz, over the course of a larger sample size, are now starting to lose a little bit more often, right? So that's starting to kind of work its way out a little bit more. The Indiana Pacers are another team we were surprised about. They're starting to kind of find their level here. Uh, So I would say that I think that has really played a very big role as to why this has been the way it has been. And I also think Gilwood has thrown things off, too. As I mentioned, home court. Remember last year, home court was worth barely one and a half points. And this year, it's come out to be like three, three and a half points. Interesting. And I think that's kind of thrown some stuff off, too. So I don't know if that's just, hey, first half of the season, it's just a little bit of a quirk, and that'll even out, too. But I think that has, at least for me, that's been a big reason why it's been a little challenging. So JVT's been tracking that. We've talked about it on Hardwood Handicappers. That JVT is maybe the most surprising thing to me to start this yep. season. And it does get built in a little bit to what, you, you know, to Gil, what you, you, you know, your point of all these dogs winning on a night-to-night basis. I mean, if you go look at home dogs, then they're hitting at a real high rate right now. It's 59% through the start of the season right uh, so far. So they, I think it's, that's what I'm more surprised about than this. This is the NBA. You're going to get parity like this almost on a night-to-night basis. I, it is a interesting it's it's interesting to look at this certain set of dates and see all the dogs that have hit, but I, I'm not overly shocked by it. I think the home court advantage thing has been more surprising to me so far. And if I could add to that, Gil, really quickly, I mean, I mentioned Memphis. Uh, Memphis has a very poor road record. We t- we've talked at nauseum about the Golden State's road issues. If you look at the yeah. average net rating in non-garbage time for teams on the road this season, it's been about negative four. It's been really surprising to see how much home court has meant to these teams. All right, rapid fire, real quick. Uh, Warriors road problems, like something behind that to you? I mean, I, I would say, I guess, like in, in the scheme of everybody else is kind of struggling on the road, potentially, but like – 
I would say that this is just more of Kelly pointed this out. And we talked about this last week that the split between home and road for golden state, I think has a little bit more to do with a little bit of luck, if you will, at home than you would on the road, right? Like teams are shooting like garbage in golden state for whatever reason, you would think that that starts to expand out and they start to shoot a little bit better because their bench is still the exact same, yeah. right? Like their bench has their issues at home. Their bench has their issues on the road. So it's, I think those two things will kind of find themselves here, especially now that Curry's not out there. But I think it's a thing in the sense that, you know, you tend to, we talk about it all the time, right? It's the classic role players tend to play better at home. Well, if you're on the road and home court has meant more for some of these teams and those role players aren't playing and it's already a weak bench, you're really starting to see those issues come to the light. To the light. So yeah. I think it's a thing to a certain extent. My instinct would be it's not, but then if it keeps on happening after a while, you're right, like, wait right. a minute, wait well, a minute, maybe this is yeah. something. Uh, by the way, for those wondering, Wizards' biggest dog on the board tonight for those looking to uh, you know, go with this. What's your play tonight, if any? Only five games, JVT. Yeah, I put a small play on the uh, the Pistons tonight money line against Utah. Kelly and I have been kind of on this train here, but Utah on the road has been a, a thing worth uh, playing against. I was on Cleveland yesterday in the Donovan Mitchell revenge game. Yep. I'm going to come back here again here with the Detroit Pistons. Killian Hayes has been playing pretty well. The Pistons, really good offensive rebounding team, something I'm looking to play and combat the Utah Jazz with. So small money line play plus one th- uh, 25. Uh, on the Detroit Pistons tonight. All right, last thing, yes, no. Magic Southeast, I haven't had you chime in on this. Do you like it or not? Uh, I would say that I get it. How about that? I, I totally I understand the play. I yep. think he's being polite, Kelly. <laughs> he Th- is. Thank he you, is. John. Hey, look out. The, the Heat have won like four or five straight. They're coming. Oh, don't remind us. Thanks, John. Appreciate <laughs> hey, good it. Good to talk to you guys. At me, JVT. Pro tip, sometimes the best bet is the bet you don't make. Doesn't get simpler than that. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. All available for VEASAN pro subscribers only, though, at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Lombardi Line next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. 